Ben & Jerry's ice cream is feeling the fallout from their latest wokeness. The CDC issues guidelines on chest feeding for men. Plus, left-wing media are in a meltdown over the movie Sound of Freedom. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Ben & Jerry's ice cream, because if you look at all the woke companies across America and try to determine which one is most likely to Bud Light themselves, you have to put Ben & Jerry's at the top or near the top of the list. These woke companies just keep offending Americans over and over and over again, and yet they think nothing will happen. Why is that? because for too long, nothing did happen. Corporate boards and left-wing owners were more concerned about appearing woke than simply serving their customer base, or worse yet, appearing to actually love America or like Americans. Now, perhaps some of this was due to true left-wing leadership at the top, or perhaps it was driven by a fear of the vocal radical left protesting them. In either case, left-wing ideology has been consuming corporate America for some time, but now, something amazing is happening. These woke companies are feeling the fallout from completely alienating not only conservatives, but people who just wanna buy a product or a service without receiving a Marxist sermon. But despite the fallout being seen from Bud Light and Target, the guys at Ben & Jerry's continue their leftist preaching. Over the 4th of July, rather than celebrating patriotism, Ben & Jerry's tweeted this. This 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that the U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. The tweet contains a link to a webpage that focuses on returning Mount Rushmore to Native Americans. The whole page is dedicated to reversing American occupation. And this isn't the first time Ben & Jerry's has waded into politics. In fact, they always do it. A few days before their 4th of July tweet, they posted this. Today's SCOTUS ruling against affirmative action gutted a crucial tool in the fight against white supremacy. By overturning decades of precedent, the ruling further entrenches the legacy of slavery and racism while perpetuating white privilege. That just gives you a taste of the real Ben and Jerry's. But here's the thing, people aren't putting up with this anymore. Their 4th of July tweet has been met with tremendous backlash. The parent company, has lost $2 billion in market value in just a week. But there's more, and this is classic. It turns out that Ben & Jerry's Vermont headquarters is on Native American land, and the leaders are calling on Ben & Jerry's to give it back. So first off, just to get the facts straight, you can confirm that your tribe previously uh, had been in control of the land where Ben & Jerry's has its headquarters today. Yes, Vermont is part of the Western Abenaki Territories, and there are four state-recognized tribes located in Vermont right now. So it is, um, it is the home of all four of our, our, our nations. Oops. According to Ben and Jerry's reasoning, their headquarters is on stolen land that should be given back, but so far have made no contact with tribal leaders to relinquish corporate property and move away. Well, I think the best way is for Ben and Jerry's to reach out, uh, contact us as the uh, state-recognized uh, Abenaki tribes uh, in in our homeland and and where their uh, factories and headquarters sit, and have a conversation. 
and uh, if they're willing to uh, work with us and 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 help uh, uplift our people, then I'm there for the conversation. But we haven't had any contact yet. No contact from Ben and Jerry's, the social justice warriors, the woke of the woke. Now, in that clip, Chief Don Stevens said he's looking forward to talking with company officials, but he has heard nothing from them, nothing at all. This really has that same feeling of, hey, let's let millions of illegal aliens into the country and force American border towns to deal with them. Just don't ship them to my backyard. Isn't it interesting how virtue signaling really is about just giving a signal and not a call to action? All right, next let's talk about the CDC. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about the CDC because the organization has now proven that it is simply a political arm of the left and not actually focused on health and science. Recall that the CDC recommended people stay six feet away. That wasn't based on science. The CDC recommended you mask up. That wasn't based on science. The CDC also recommended that children get the COVID vaccine. And not only does that have no basis in science at all, but the CDC should face criminal charges for that one. Now, CDC has gone all in for the transgender movement. You know, this idea that men can get pregnant or have babies just because real actual women now think they're men. So we're gonna say that men can have babies or that men can somehow breastfeed babies because the men think they are women. It's nuts, it's anti-science, but the CDC is going along with it and has now introduced guidance on chest feeding. This is the practice of men who think they are women bringing infants up to their chest and feeding them. Now, this past weekend, I was up in New York at the Newsmax studios, and we had a great discussion on this topic. Here's Brianna Lyman from The Daily Caller. CDC, I mean, they advise women who are breastfeeding to avoid things like caffeine, coffee, chocolate, and even seafood because it can seep into breast milk and have adverse side effects on infants. And yet here they are putting out these advisories and seemingly guidance for men who are being pumped full of synthetic hormones, including Donperidone, which is a synthetic hormone meant to help people lactate. And the study shows that that can actually cause irregular heartbeats in infants. And it's the same drug that in 2004, the FDA warned women to stop taking because of the health risks for infants. What great comments. The very drugs that these men are taking to pretend that they are making real breast milk are the same drugs the CDC told real women not to take because it could hurt the infant. Let that sink in for just a second. If you're trans, take the drugs. If you're normal, we advise that you don't take them. So in one case, the health of the infant matters, but in the other, trans feelings take priority. Here's more. And so we don't know any of the long-term side effects. And here you have the CDC, a organization supposed to be based on science, encouraging this, and no one on the left speaking out about the lack of science. No matter what drug a man is taking to stimulate production of something that will come out of his chest, one thing is clear. It is not nourishing real breast milk intended for a baby. This is simply catering to some kind of fetish and pushing all science aside. If the CDC hadn't already lost all credibility, its new chest feeding information will surely do the trick. And by the way, to see that full Newsmax segment with me, Brianna, Riley Gaines, and others, you can just click on the link above. All right, next let's talk about the movie Sound of Freedom because it is taking the country by storm. And it has those on the left in panic mode. The question around each of those statements is why? 
So, let's start with the first statement. The movie is taking the country by storm. In its debut on July 4th, the movie brought in $14.2 million. In comparison for the same day, the new Indiana Jones movie earned $11.7 million. Sound of Freedom's overall production budget is estimated to be $14.5 million compared to nearly $300 million for Indiana Jones. There's a good chance, based on the dismal reviews and audience rejection, that Indiana Jones won't even break even. The Sound of Freedom did so in one day. The movie is taking America by storm because it is an important topic that gets glossed over by politicians in the media. There's nothing more precious than a child. When you think about the sick and evil people who are involved in child sex trafficking, it's no wonder that a movie that pulls back the veil is being so well received by the public. The Angel Studios production also has a strong faith and family message that Americans clearly need and want right now. How'd that make you feel? Giving a child his freedom. Felt good. You have been at this for 12 years. My country tis of thee. Why are you doing it? Because God's children are not for sale. This is a powerful film, and I'd recommend that everyone go see it. The idea that children can be taken from their families, sold, exploited, abused, and enslaved in 2023 is just horrific. And yet, it is going on as we speak, and the United States is a major hub. And that brings us to my second statement, that the left-wing media are in a meltdown over the film. Just look at this exchange on CNN. And The Sound of Freedom does focus on a real issue of sex trafficking. Uh, but that theme, it, it's sort of like that kernel of truth that feeds the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, tell us how those two things work together. Sure. And the most durable and the most believable conspiracy theories are not entirely false. There's something in them that is true and the rest of it is false. But the believers point to the one true thing and they say, oh, you don't believe that this particular thing is true. In terms of child trafficking, we know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts. What is going on with these people? They take a serious film on a serious issue and they try to knock it down and discredit it. In this case, that is all part of a QAnon conspiracy. That's what they're saying. And CNN wasn't the only one. Check out these headlines. From Rolling Stone, Sound of Freedom is a superhero movie for dads with brain worms. The QAnon-tinged thriller about child trafficking is designed to appeal to the conscience of a conspiracy-addled boomer. Or how about the Washington Post? Sound of Freedom is a box office hit whose star embraces QAnon. And The Guardian? Sound of Freedom, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. This is just crazy. And Tim Ballard, the DHS agent portrayed in the film, was asked why media outlets are attacking the film. I can't explain it and neither can they. Every, every show I've seen, they just like to throw the word out, QAnon, they make zero connection to the actual story it's very difficult to make that connection when it's actually based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Every kid is real in the story. Every bad guy is real. You know, they play with some uh, timing and things like that to fit it all in. But 
where's the QAnon doctrine being spewed in the film in the script? I have no idea because this is this is actually what it looks like because this is what happened. I was there. So Ballard didn't answer the why, and we are left with wondering why are the media attacking a film about child exploitation? One thing is clear. All we have to do is look at the fact that the media are 100% on board with child mutilation surgeries, surgeries that chop off parts of children's bodies to supposedly fix a mental problem. All you have to do is look at that to realize that the media do not have the best interests of children at heart. It's a sad realization, and it just means that our job is harder and bigger, and we must rise to the occasion. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Everly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour.